0: Welcome to the WP tonic this week in WordPress and tech podcast, a roundtable discussion with leading WordPress and tech experts hosted by Jonathan Denwood.
1: Well, hey there, tribe. Welcome back. This is this week in WordPress and tech. You are listening to episode 686. We've got a very robust panel here today. I am the Rose Among Thorns, I think, it's fair to say. Uh, We've got a bunch of uh, strapping gentlemen that I'd love for you to meet. Would you like to hear who your uh, sponsors are? I mean, your panelists. Uh, Let's start with Jonathan, our favorite leader.
2: Oh, hi there, folks. It's Jonathan Denwood from WP Tonic, where we help you build membership
3: websites on WordPress.
1: John Locke.
3: Yeah, like you said, John Locke from Lockdown SEO. Mr. Vito Peleg.
4: Um, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Adarim, which is a platform that helps web agencies and freelancers to collaborate uh, with their customers. Spence. Spence from WPLaunchify.com.
1: And Andrew Palmer.
5: I'm
0: oh, Andrew Palmer from Bertha. We help people. Uh, we're changing the way you write copy in WordPress using Bertha.ai.
1: And my name is Stephanie Hudson. I'm the co-founder of Focus WP, where we help agencies to scale and grow by outsourcing white label development and design and all other agency uh, services. Before we dive into this week's articles, why don't we hear a little message from our major sponsors?
2: hi there folks i just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor and that's castos if you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients you need a top quality podcasting platform and that's what you get with Castos. it has a superb interface really easy to use and you're not penalized full success they have a flat rate pricing structure don't matter how many podcasts you make how many downloads you achieve you'll just pray at one fixed rate with Castos. plus there's support and just the quality of the people are just amazing Hi, oh dear folks, I want to tell you about one of our great new sponsors, and that's BlogVault. If you're a WordPress professional, you know the importance of having backup. I know that many hosting providers provide a great backup service, but normally they only provide 30 days of backup. And if your client site is hacked, it might be hacked for months before you or your client realizes that you've got a major problem. So, what is the solution? Well, I use this product myself. I use Blog Vault. Blog Vault is the Rolls Royce of backup solutions. You do one full website backup, including the database, and that is stored off site. So, you're not using any hosting resources. And then, any updates to the website are backed up not the whole website or the whole database, only the changes. So that really um, reduces bandwidth and hosting usage of your backups. It also is superb, great interface, great support. You get a free staging site with it as well, and migrations, moving your client's website to one hosting provider to the other, is just simple and flawless. I've been using BlogVault for years myself. You should be using it. It is the best solution when it comes to WordPress backups. I see you soon, folks. Bye.
1: And we're back just like that. Uh, Castos and BlogVault. Both have a special offer for the tribe. You can check that out, among a whole bunch of other recommendations and cool things. WP-Tonic.com slash recommendations. Now let's dive into our stories. The first story up today on the WP Tavern website, Plugin Directory Limits Ownership and Committer Changes on Official, Featured, and Beta Plugins. This title just rolls off the tongue. So, so clear. Uh, Jonathan, what do you think about about this move they're making?
2: Well, I think they need <laughs> I think they need to show their title.
1: Tighten up that title a little bit,
2: yeah. It sounds like it's like a like me, like one of my dyslexic titles, doesn't it, Stephanie? <laughs> doesn't it? It rambles on forever, doesn't it? Um, Why well, are this is. Continues. It's like one of these stories, like Elizabeth really is, and it Stephanie just goes on and on and on. <laughs> I don't on, know what it? you're talking about, <laughs> but it just goes on forever, doesn't it? You think they just get to grips with this and just get the frigging thing sorted out? But it will never happen. we we'll, I think we will still be talking about this in five years' time if it's still around, won't we, Stephanie?
1: For those who haven't read the article, this is about. Uh, controlling who has power to do commit changes and things like that on plugins. It's this whole big thing, except for this whole article on this whole thing is about nine plugins. <laughs> Did anybody <laughs> notice that part? Spence, what do you
0: yeah, think? Fe- it's the featured plugins, which yeah. is which is weird. So anybody anybody can commit or be a committer on any other plugin apart from these nine plugins. And I think it's, it's the, the why it's being addressed is because so many plugins are being bought and sold in the ecosystem and uh, they don't want any dark players like they've had you know somebody doing something silly with it and then making sure the adverts appear at the top of the thing i think i think it's a good thing but you know it's not gonna it's not gonna affect normal plug-in developers that have just got a plug-in on the repo and well, stuff
1: like yeah that. it's, it's a good of, thing for yeah. sure like we don't want malicious people to do, like to do the bait and switch where you buy a plug-in or you get a free plug-in or something and then they just switch it out and inject malicious code yeah no kidding but this whole big thing is about literally 9 plugins. it's
0: yeah that which is which is pointless if you're going to do it you've got to do it for everyone but you know fifty-nine thousand approvals of committed not going to happen
1: right. manually and the well and like the article said it's would be an administrative uh, i, I, I want to
5: just point it. out i think andrew touched on this but like i just want to point out the obvious thing so I did, I think last show, uh, two shows ago, three shows ago, I, I showed you there was a, a really interesting link to a guy who has a, a JavaScript. You can click a link and you can see the list of all the plugins in the WordPress repository by downloads. And then you can do the same for themes. Now, I'll use one that many of us know that is the beloved exception to all the rules of, mar- of of marketing. It's the Contact Form 7 plugin is a Japanese author who is fully vested in his open source thing because he doesn't have a commercial version. There's no ups, There's nothing to buy from him. And even his website is just like a WordPress website, like the free one. I looked at the numbers. First of all, that gets something on the order of, it says 5 million plus. But he has something like tens or hundreds of millions, I forgot, over 55 million downloads. Ask yourself the question. Why the F because I'm not swearing anymore. Is that not a featured plugin? Like, why are we looking at a Kismet spam protection or classic widgets or jetpack or Gutenberg? I think you know why why. are the same nine plugins always at the top? Because like because they're owned by automatic. Is it really (laughs) okay? Thanks. I mean, you know, it's rhetorical, right? Like, (laughs) is is it really, first of all, logical for an open source environment not to talk about a plugin that has 55, 100 million, I can look it up again, downloads? And so that's the problem we're facing. When we talk about like the WordPress ecosystem and the decision and the governance and everything else, it's like who's steering the ship and for what purpose? This is your answer right here. It's an automatic, first, foremost, and always kind of a thing. And that's why when we hear these conversations about the WordPress.com store or the WooCommerce store, I, I, I die a little inside that people believe that that's actually going to work when you can't even get these things sorted out.
2: It's not like the British government, one rule for them and one I mean, rule for it's the rest fine. of us, is not it? It's, yeah.
5: it's fine because the rest of the world and the ecosystem is blazing along. Like, look at what Divi's doing. Look at what Elementor's doing. Look at what all the other... Like, we're all doing our thing, but there's like two worlds like merged together. The pretend this is the way it's supposed to be world and the real world. And I'm saying we're we're getting articles like this that are funny because they try to make people leave like the propaganda versus the reality. And, you know, the like.
1: other thing that cracks me up about this based on what you're saying is like the all these featured articles are from automatic. And those are the I mean, feature plugins. And those are the ones that we're cracking down on. So is automatic the one that's responsible for all the malicious code? Like, is, is that what we're trying to, like, protect ourselves from? Right. Like, none of it makes any sense. Vito, what do you
0: somebody, think? Somebody had to say it, right? Somebody had to say that this is this is a basically a nonsense.
3: This this is just for a handful of plugins, and yeah, it is a problem that people sold their plugins, and then the new um, owners like immediately just deleted that plugin and put a new plugin in, and nobody wants that, and that's bad for WordPress as a whole. But yeah, exactly as Spencer said, look at the WordPress hosting page how you're telling me these are the best hosts out there. We all know what's going on there. So, you know, it, it's, everything is just basically for automatics benefit. And that's, that's the world that do. I'll, I'll
5: go one further. It's not even always for that, but it's just negligence. For example, um, I went to the uh, translation page, the official translation page. It's got plugins on there that don't exist anymore. I wrote in using their system. I said, I happen to be working with like uh, Weglot, for example. I'm like, can you fix the page to get rid of the broken ones and add in like Weglot? Cause they're crickets, cricket. Are you,
2: are you paid by how many times you mention their name in this podcast? I can name
5: Jonathan Denwood in this new thing we're doing called Sales Funnel Live. All right. There you <laughs> go. That's right. better. See, the point That's is, better. if you have a company like the contact form seven guy, fine. If you make me, if you want to make me feel bad. He gets no money from me mentioning Contact Form 7, mm-hmm. but you, right, WS Forms. You can't deny that that's a force to be reckoned with, right? And if you're talking about, like, just negligence on maintaining the pages, you have a system. It says right on there, click here, tell us if there's changes. I've done that a dozen times, and I've done it for sure. M- motives of a client, but it doesn't make much difference, does it? They don't do anything about it because that's not a priority. At Who's the getting buzz, those emails? Huh? Huh? Who is getting these emails? Exactly. Right, yeah, where does nobody. it go? It goes into, like, a trough. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's like that old suggestion box. It's a little yeah. slot that goes straight into the trash
5: can. I mean, Vito's an expert on this because Vito we, will, we, Vito's we solving this problem. Box. But Vito's solving this problem of, like, how to deal with, right, interaction from clients, right? Like, he's the expert of all. You can't just pretend, like, to take stuff from people as input. Because that's just like disingenuous. I, do, I just
2: <laughs> want to say, I just want to say to you, Vito, if you want to mention your virtual summit like fifty times, just feel free. Okay. Because obviously, Spencer has been. Um,
5: it's every time I talk about the, the fact when you take the piss out of me for this stuff, that's good to know because you're, you're, you're a lawyer, have- lawyer is going to come out. I'm just warning, warning number one. If we get, if we get to three, <laughs> it's, just all bets a red, are off. it's just a red flag.
2: It's just a red Spence flag. That's turned to into both a lawyer
1: and a dad at the oh, same time who's like that's one warning. don't make me count to three you we're guys just, this is the first article we're already fighting this is just one everybody. that's all i'm saying defcon one <laughs> <laughs> i mean is there anything else we need to say about this article can we move on to the next one yeah 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 this is just it's just silly the next article uh, is also on the tavern wp tavern woocommerce plans to bring full site editing to support to single product templates awesome it's a start right yeah it's a start so who uh, Vito, vita what do you think
4: I think it's great. Um, everything is uh, is starting to <laughs> to get there. Uh, you know, as, as we were talking about these things for a couple of years, it's starting to get there and that's great. Um, well, it, it's also connects to what Spencer was talking about before because WooCommerce is uh, owned by Automatic. Um, so um, um, it, it does seem like the whole flow is just going based on their roadmap. Which, uh, you know, someone has to do it. Might as well be them, I guess. I don't, I don't have so, so much uh, grievance with that as much as, uh, as you guys do. I think they're uh, um, maybe about it not being as transparent as it can be, but they are leading the project, you know. That's the question.
0: Well, the, they, the, you know, they're, fo- they're following rather than leaders. Jamie at Poodle Press has already got FSE for WooCommerce. He, he, he did it a well, month ago, okay, maybe six weeks okay. ago.
4: No, there's but there's a difference there, Andrew. Uh, Big companies can't do what we do. You know, uh, it's it's always going to be like that uh, because um, maybe they thought about this or they probably thought about this like five years ago, and it just it just sat there waiting to be done. I think I think the key is in
0: plans to
4: you know plans to you know I plan to do an awful lot. No, 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 it's it's not a plan. It's the corporate um, um, decision making process. It takes years to get something done uh, while a single developer just uh, spends a weekend and gets it done. Well maybe maybe they need to maybe they need to um you
0: know have a a sprint team. You know, this this is this is, this is what's wrong with um all of the larger companies that are developing stuff for WordPress is that they can't sprint. So can't. maybe they need to, it's because need to it's... rethink the the top down rather than have the guys. I
2: think I think Andrew I think it's Andrew an is a, I think Andrew is a consequence. I think we touched that last week when Rob Rowling was on the panel. It's just a consequence of the decision to keep legacy going. This yeah. you know, yeah. you're dealing with a code base that's almost fifteen years old. It's it's amazing that they ship anything. Oh, uh I'm um true. And um, they they were advised when Gutenberg came on the scene that it, you know, legacy is important. You, you don't really want to go down what happened to Drupal and Joomla. They made some decisions that were quite damaging. There's a middle, but just to keep this promise of legacy and not um, as a kind of like the 11th commandment, there, there has been consequences for that decision, Andrew. And mm-hmm. basically, so like what Rob said, it is amazing that they ship anything. Okay.
4: Uh, um, that kills loads of uh, of open source projects. The the, the decision to not count um, uh, anything be, uh, before, you know, so that's what happened with Magento a couple of years ago. Magento 2 came out and that's it. The ecosystem died because everyone needed to rebuild everything from scratch it just can't happen. Um, so uh, so I see why this is happening uh, why why it's happening slow and also it just needs it, you need to consider that it's not uh you know and I love uh, Jamie's a uh, puddle press but it takes um he doesn't have the amount of installs that woocommerce has. So for him to make an update and maybe I'm not saying that these websites break anything, but maybe breaking um, you know, 5,000, 20,000, 100,000 websites is not the same thing as uh, 5, 6 million.
5: Okay. I, I want to explain the nuances because Poodle Press, my LaunchFlows does There's There's 100 products that allow you as third-party products to modify the layout of the single product template. I want to explain the very subtle nuance here because it sort of goes together with full site editing. Forgetting full site editing for a moment, WooCommerce's single product template is essentially like one box template that has 15 little templates in it for each part. And using hooks and filters, it sort of grabs all the parts and organizes them. And you have to do old school PHP and stuff to turn on and off or reprioritize stuff. It's just old and like, janky it's like using a manual printing press or something versus a word processor everybody else in the third-party world especially poodle press jamie's amazing i love that product and he inspired me to just throw that kind of thing into launch flows he he made it easy for people in gutenberg to just hey man rearrange the things in blocks and what he did is he took the pieces and made them separate woocommerce has been struggling they have a plugin called woocommerce blocks They've been struggling to do this for the checkout page and for the other pieces, because when they do it, it's not simply they can't do what Jamie or I or third parties do, which is like, I'm going to focus on one part of it. As, As Vito says, they have to fix it from the top down so they don't break the crap out of like 50 million sites. And that's why everything is so hard for them. Even this, it's janky. Like it doesn't really let you move stuff around. It lets you turn stuff on and off and sliders. And they notice that you notice they put in a classic thing. So if you use the full site editing theme and you go to the single product page, there's one block now that's sort of like we took the templates and shoved it into the block. And so even though poor Jonathan's falling asleep on me, the point is full site editing and doing single product templates are something that many people have to right now choose what is the tool to use. Either use native WooCommerce stuff and go for the long haul, or jump ship and go to, like, an Elementor, a Divi, a Poodle Press, or something, because that's the way you'll get the results today, and you'll get a more agile developer. You'll get, like, things today, tomorrow that will take years to figure out in more WooCommerce.
3: Ooh,
5: that's it. By the way, you're
3: at DEF CON 2. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that would be great. I mean, I seen somebody asking the other day, uh, oh, is there any... E-commerce solution on WordPress, it's bigger than WooCommerce. And I think the answer is clear that WooCommerce is the biggest. But the real threat is from solutions like Shopify or even BigCommerce that in the enterprise, um, there's different things that you can do with the API that WooCommerce is a little bit limited on. So, And I actually ran into this. um, Rally? In in real life, yes. So, these are the things that I think are like holding it back. And I would still, if anybody from Automatic is listening, I would still like to have um, some kind of solution where you get access to all the plugins on WooCommerce for a set fee. So, like unlimited nine ninety nine or six ninety nine or whatever access to all the plugins, unlimited sites. That would be awesome, and I think you would make more money from that. So.
0: I agree. I totally agree with that, that process. You, you know, sell it, pilot high, sell it cheap. You know, that's, that's, that's how Mars bars um, became as big as they are.
5: So many people ask me that too. I, I completely agree because it's amazing how Pennywise dollar foolish are, people are. They, they go, Oh, WooCommerce. Oh, I just, I had to buy all the add-ons. And it's like, but when you add them up, there's only a couple but they just think of it like, oh, endless upsells. Because that's, it's sometimes positioned it's as
1: a free thing. So when you go in with the mindset that yeah. this is free and then you end up having to pay, that's what makes it right.
5: annoying and frustrating. Like that inkjet printer and ink thing. You know, they, they mm-hmm. see it coming.
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, why don't we move on to our next story? Uh, this is a fun one for me. Hey, well, we got uh,
4: approval to, uh, to talk about the summit, uh, Stephanie. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna... just saying. I'm just
0: saying.
1: Go for it whenever <laughs> you're ready.
4: The
0: Stephanie and I are co-hosts on
4: that one.
1: Uh-huh. That's yeah, We I have we're 20 in
4: uh, in this room uh, today. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, maybe you just do a, a, a section about this if you're up yeah. for it.
1: Thanks, thanks, Vito. <laughs> but let's go to our next story <laughs> right now. though uh, we all get a chance to make a recommendation at the end and i know what mine's gonna be all right um masterwp.com a case for divi in an evolving wordpress okay. Okay. universe um i'm a divi girl I, i'm not like a hater of the other ones but i just this is my builder of choice i've been using it since day one i know andrew palmer's a big divi fan too what did you think about this article andy
0: I think think it's great. And I think that, you know, he's not wrong is that Divi has had.
1: Break down uh, what he says in the article.
0: Well basically what read out what he says. So full site editing seems to be trying to play to the middle ground here. No read what?
1: it. Just give us the gist in case. Well basically we saying that
0: Divi is the is the first choice for full site editing. That's that's basically Wake up,
2: Andrew, for God's sake. Well, wake you know, up. I
0: can't it's just she's such a hard host. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like knocking the head against the wall. <laughs> um <Man. you> got, <laughs> Basically, Divi has had full site I you, editing. I know header. you're still in America <laughs> for God's sake. I'm up. not in America. I'm back in. I'm back in the UK. Listen,
1: you too. Listen, separate.
0: I, we we developed Sean and I developed a long time ago the Divi layout injector, which basically gave you header, you footer, post content, and all that kind of stuff. Divi took their their time with Theme Builder. Elementor saw the opportunity with Theme Builder as well. So we so these page builders have had full site editing for let's say eighteen months. So way ahead of Gutenberg, way ahead of WordPress. And I think what, what happens with these things, and also let's, let's face it, Gutenberg really don't have the, the the layouts. What Divi and Elementor do, or Divi specifically have done for a long time, especially with Divi Cloud now, which I developed four and a half years ago. So they, they take a while to catch up to what the developers do. You know, we had Layouts Cloud for Divi five years ago. Um, now they've got Divi Cloud it's almost the perfect web building solution on top of WordPress.
1: Whoa, those are some big
0: words. No, it is. I'm I'm very strongly in favor of Divi. Don't get me wrong. But the point is, is that if you use Divi, you literally can build a website in moments. These
2: Divi people, there's a place Um, in in hell hell for you.
0: People don't appreciate that there's been other builders around for years in motion hosting um, have had Bold Grid and it's on Blue Bluehost as well, which has been a full site editing plugin for years. What you I get it, I get it, but you don't use these things. We, you know, I grew up on WordPress with 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 using page builders and and going the easy route, like the no code route. And Bold Grid is really quite an excellent solution. Divi is an excellent solution. It's allowed and it's opened up WordPress to millions of users just like Elementor has. If we had to do what we do in Divi, Elementor, Site Origin even, who's got who's got like 5 million plus downloads free as well. It was by this South African developer. The developers of page builders have helped WordPress become 43% of the of the ecosystem because actually if you look at it, 10 million downloads of Elementor Millions of downloads and installs of Divi, millions of downloads of Site Origin. There's a page builder that the Vito uses, which I never remember, but you used to install that for your customers by default when you had your agency. What's it called? Cornerstone. It was awesome. Cornerstone, you know, really easy page builder and editor to use. And I think I think what WordPress have missed, and why they're developing Gutenberg, and why they're why they're going into full site editing, is that they've seen these page builders really blasting into into vertical space with the the benefits of having a system that you can do your headers, your footers, your menus, your everything that you can do, custom post types, and, and everything. So, I, I love this article and the fact that he's he admits that he was. Um, not a Divi fan or anything and decided to dive into it just like I did. And now he's saying it's the de facto. Basically, that's what this article says, is that Divi is the de facto for building your WordPress website out. And I, I've i got to agree with him.
4: Well, I, I don't necessarily agree. It's it. agree. Um, uh, uh, like it's just another solution, but they're all catching up to each other. And you were mentioning this cornerstone uh, solution they had header and footer builders six years ago and they were brilliant. It was drag and drop. Everything was in there, you know, like you can do everything that you do now with, uh, with all of these tools like six years ago uh, and, and and more than what you can do with Gutenberg and uh, the site editing uh, right now. For sure. Uh, um, but um, why is Divi different than Elemental or Beaver or Beaver Builder or these kind of things? They're all, Kind of uh, running around the same, you know. Some have this one more feature and that one more feature, and but it's all just a matter of uh, personal preference at this point, uh, what you gotten used to, uh, and um, and that's what a lot of people keep using. Jonathan is there getting bored about discussion around Divi because you've been using Beaver Builder for a decade.
2: Oh, it's man, is,
4: is not the most. I adaptive. think.
2: I, I think the key is what Spencer. So I don't totally. Surprise, surprise, listeners agree absolutely with what Spencer said. But this is classic why Spencer is on the right track. This fragment, you know, this is pure WordPress craziness, fragment. It's just fragmenting the market, duplicating. It is the king of duplication, isn't it, Spencer? you got all these page building companies duplicating everything they're doing, aren't they?
0: You know, WordPress is software, right? right? There's, we there's, use, we use Windows, we use we use Macs, Apple Macs. We can't. If you have an Apple Mac and no other app installed on it, you you can't use it. It's unusable. Same with Windows. You know, you couldn't use Notepad to write complex documents. You couldn't use Notepad to write. You could because you'd write it in HTML or whatever. You can't use Mo- Notepad to write complex slide shows. So all of all of what's happening with these. Bits of software like Divi Elementor Site Origin, all the page builders we've mentioned, they're apps that we add to WordPress, right? And we're WordPress is the base software. Great, make it work. Keep it, keep it secure. And then we add an app onto it. WooCommerce is an app, you know? And and, and that's the point, is that it might be carry yeah, 43% of the web, but it's a bit of software. You've got to think about Yeah, but Andrew,
2: I think all these things are linked. I think it, the link trying to put Gutenberg in core, um, not accepting, n- then linking the decision to keep the legacy to the level it was <sighs> and not take the opportunity to... I know it's like what Vito said. You know, if you go... if it's managed in the way that some other open source projects were, it could be disastrous but I I personally feel there was ways of managing it but the decision to keep the legacy, to put Gutenberg into core, these have had consequences and the consequence has been also I feel not providing a really uh, roadmap it's been a little bit of a this is my perception when it comes to Gutenberg, a bit of a defocused, little bit of a dyslexic wonder about where we're taking it. I should know because I have dyslexia. Um, it doesn't seem, and these consequences, I feel you're ending up in a little bit of a hot mess, Andrew. To be quite truthful, uh, um, but I might be wrong. So that's the, the not-
3: truth of it is, is. As far as page builders and and a lot of the discussion in WordPress is around page builders and, and how this is the easier way to go, Elementor and Divi are the two biggest ones. Okay. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. And I saw some people talking yesterday about how Divi sucks because it's not accessible and you shouldn't use it. But there are millions of sites that do use it. Um, I know there are many agencies within the WordPress space that use it. And I I have a client, or had a client, I should say. They uh, went and did their own thing. But they basically, and their site was built by a very reputable company in the WordPress space. Uh, but they said that they were going to rebuild their site on Divi because that's what they were comfortable with. And this is the business owner themselves. So, which they haven't done to date, but that's what they're comfortable with. So... Divi is a solution for a lot of, of people. And if somebody comes, uh, to you, like a p- potential client and they don't have the, you know, a big budget, that is a solution for getting a site done. And I've built sites like that for clients. Divi is not my first choice, uh, for sure, but I've done that for people before. Um, so it's it's a solution. Like there are a lot of solutions, like Beaver Builder, or Elementor, or anything else out there.
4: The, it, the the final point here in the article is talking about actually the comparison, not between this page builder versus others, but between a page builder or some kind of a of a tool compared to just uh, straight up building this from scratch, right? Coding the whole thing from scratch. I think that is super outdated, you know. So we, we used to do that as well 10 years ago, and uh, and there's just no need. Like, why? Why would you walk on fire if you can walk around it, you know? Four four years
0: ago, I did a presentation at the Bristol Meetup, and it was um, for, to persuade developers to use a page builder and it was around all the page builders that were around at the time. Now, I don't know whether the presentation was good enough, but it was a 30-minute presentation, and it covered every aspect that I thought I should cover. But the Q&A from the developers, because they're in their own little bubble and they're developing and they're coding, it was basically why coders should use page builders. 45 minutes, there was a queue of people queuing up saying, how do I do this? What do I do? You know, how much is this, and what do you what do you recommend? Show me some more sites that have been built with Divi, and we converted loads of people to Divi and Elementor and, and whoever it was. But the 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 thing is, is exactly as you say, Vito. Why reinvent the wheel? You know, if you can get something up and running, and you're a coder, you can make your profit or your your, your profit from building very quickly, iterating very quickly, and then using your coding skills you can knock every single competitor out of the marketplace because you're the coder, right? So you can, you can code anything in these things because the base is WordPress. So and these and these, are,
2: and these are the things you're going to be discussing in Vito's
0: um, virtual summit that's coming up, isn't it, Andrew? Yeah. We're going to be talking oh, about growth. We're going to be talking about page builders. We're going to be talking about accessibility. We're going to be talking about an awful lot of things and, Yeah, Vito, myself, and Stephanie are co-hosting it, and it's going to be massive.
5: starts on the 26th of April and goes through to the 29th of April. I want to flip something on its head, too, because in 2014, the page builder revolution started with Divi really becoming mainstream. And at that Mm. point, when I was, for the previous number of years, eight years, I guess, like teaching people how to build with bootstrap and HTML, clearly there was no point, and The thing I want to bring to this article and what you guys both kind of agreed with is I actually would not suggest that it's WordPress as the base piece and the other things are the Lego stuck on top. But rather, we've now seen Elementor and Divi saying all of the pieces are just Legos. And what we're suggesting to our customer base is we're going to take a mix that's going to have Elementor and all the Elementor stuff. And WordPress is one of those Lego blocks in there. And Divi is saying ours is all, you know, blah, 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 blocks and WordPress is in there, but it's just like a kit of Legos that we're offering our flavor of. But Devin's point is so true. You'd be out of your mind as a business person today to deliver a site to a person that required you to go and edit it and fix it because the client is just going to be like, are you crazy? Like I can just do this on my own. So in order to even start the conversation, but it is true that you have to pick a flavor. And I'm saying in, maybe agreement, maybe not with what Jonathan says, that it's not really WordPress and then things on top of it. It's just here's a box of stuff, here's a box of stuff. And I think Elementor and Divi are making it very clear that they're attracting audiences to their box of stuff. And
4: WordPress is just part of it. So I, I can't disagree with that because WordPress is still the base. It's still the operating system. Of all of the other things so it's like saying uh that uh or you can even go one <laughs> layer down and say it's actually cpanel or blesk you know uh, it's like a
5: computer maker veto like if you look at the pc market okay there's ten thousand computer makers yeah they all include windows in it like yeah, windows windows the thing is, so- uh,
2: we've got a comment here for one of, why a one only listener but no, we've got loads of people listening You know, what always amazed me, the criticism that Animator got about performance, Divi managed to sidestep it. In my experience, Divi is the worst of the worst when it comes to performance. It's, you know, if you want treacle, use Divi. But there we go. But
1: that's my (laughs) Nice, Jonathan. Also, it has improved a lot recently.
5: They have fixed it, but but it's definitely, they moved into a space where they've had to make a lot of changes because they went design first, at the expense of performance and at the expense of other mechanics. Elementor went mechanics first, but they've all kind of come back into the mainstream, realizing that they can't overcome the, the negative publicity of, like, the Divi thing takes so Spencer. So uh, what So, Spencer,
2: what do you, just to finish off, you know, obviously, EleMator, you know, it's going big into utilizing Flexbox. Do you think it, when it settles down, do you think it, that will make a big difference to EleMator, Spencer, using um, Flexbox?
5: My prediction, because remember, I was talking about this a while back. I was joking about it years ago, even like Wix being involved in this. I see that now we are looking at three powerful business ecosystems. There's Divi with 850,000 plus paid users, which is still huge. Elementor with five to eight million. I'm not sure how many are paid, but that's huge. And then WordPress everything else, which of course is really the bulk of it. And I say that it's ir- it's ir- um. Irrelevant. Irregardless. I was was off on it. It's irrelevant to anybody about the features of Divi, features of Elementor, features of Gutenberg before they decide which one they're going to be in. Because again, like the PC manufacturer thing, I'm buying Dell, I'm buying, you know, this no-name brand. First, you decide which company you're buying from for the other features and components, and then you go into the nuances. Because either way, Elementor and Divi both have demonstrated that they're way more agile And way more capable of uh, attracting third-party plugins and software, but you really now more than ever, you really have to pick a team because Elementor 3.6 shit the bed on a whole bunch of people with their deprecating APIs and other stuff, and they're going like this while they're laughing.
1: Defecating APIs.
5: In other words, a lot of things it. in WordPress Should relied it. on for, no. for other plugins. When they did this update, they literally said, we don't care. We got to go where we're going to go. I mean, I love that. But they're like, either get on board or don't. And I think that's kind of the thing that has to happen. Because otherwise, like our first story, you sit in nowhere land forever. Right.
1: Now, we do need to move on. I did want to add one little thing. But I haven't. Even, you guys haven't even taken a breath on this article. That there was an article linked in this this one to uh one from a couple from last week or something um talking about Don't like worry. what is yeah what is wordpress actually trying to be so they're they're sort of like are, are they going to be like is democratizing publishing really what they're after now or are they trying to be the new squarespace and what, you know are they a,
3: no, a free think-
1: publishing platform or are they tra- you know so then like they they're sort of teetering between these two worlds and the full site editing makes that even more blurry. So anyway, there's a lot. There will be more to come. Uh, we need to move on, unfortunately, because this is a fun one to talk about. But uh, let's hear quickly from our sponsor, bro, real quick.
2: Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power commas for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding. Well, if the answer is yes and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you and that's launch flows. Launch flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Elementor or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful.
4: I'm Bertha, an AI-based writing assistant to help you write better content on your WordPress website. In just a few clicks, you can ask me to help you write outstanding content for your website that's guaranteed to convert from blog posts to landing pages to product pages. Never be left with that blank page again. You can try me for free on
1: Bertha.ai.
4: See you soon.
1: Okay, we're back, everybody. Um, While we are at a pause, I wanted to remind everybody that at 10 a.m. Pacific on Fridays, there's a new show that you need to watch, and it is it's not whatever you do. Do you not Google the funnel machine because you don't want to see what comes up from that. What's the what's the show called? I forgot to write sales it. Sales funnel,
5: sales funnels live, sales funnels live. The sales funnels live. Not the, no, it's I know. Sales, three, three words: sales funnels live. Sales Funnels Live. It wasn't and- it wasn't the friends at the coffee shop and it wasn't <laughs> or on know, the Facebook. It wasn't Big Bang Theory. It was it's uh-uh. specifically Sales Funnels Live. And sales that's to avoid what shows up on Google when you did that other thing. Trust uh-huh.
1: me. So Spencer and Jonathan are going to run through some sales funnels. They're going to do some teardowns. It's just worth. Probably, it's
2: just worth coming to watch the train wreck. Then.
1: They'll it probably is, fight about it if I know at them. Two,
5: we're at two and a half now.
1: Two and a half. Yeah, they're going to fight. It's, this is going to be, or may not be some swearing. Show.
5: Anyway, this this new series with Jonathan is going to be the. Sh- it's going to be one and a half episodes, and then it's yeah. going to be over if he keeps going at this pace. It's Ten a.m. Pacific be over on Fridays on the WP Tonic YouTube. Andrew and so. Vito on the next show. By the way, maybe She's <laughs> trying to
0: promote promote your show, Gobby. Shut up while it goes on. What time is it on?
1: Ten a.m. Pacific on Fridays, everybody. That's it. <laughs> Right. I don't know
5: what she's referring to because it's not the name of the show. It's not her fault. It's Jonathan's fault.
1: <laughs> Sales Stephanie, why.
5: I love, by the way, you are actually one of the best hosts we ever had. And it has nothing to do with you. Well, this I is can't. Jonathan keeps interrupting and throwing <laughs> things at you that are false starts and the wrong name. And then he thinks he's being funny. But that's not good marketing. Listen, why,
1: I'm the host with I, the this And I'm most you know... I'm gonna I, be hot because you can't handle
5: it. We've got an idea for a new show, you and I. Maybe yeah, yeah. Oh, God.
1: And that, so yeah, I'm posting here. We're gonna be hosting Adram and then Spence and I are gonna be hosting a little something, something.
5: Uh, Stephanie, cool. I'm coming down to hang out with you for the next show, too, for your next live Heck event.
1: Heck yeah. It's gonna be so fun. All right. On to the next article,
5: you guys. Master WP. You're like he's I, it's like I have three kids and Jonathan. Stop. Stop
1: you two! All right, I'm gonna have to separate you two now, man. It's, you can mute Jonathan if <laughs> you're co-host. <laughs> you can unmute himself though. It's pointless. All right, word camps in the time of COVID. How to safely start meeting up with others in tech again? Uh, I just had opportunity to go do a little traveling uh, around, do some meetings, not meetups, but some meetings. I was with none other than Mr. Andrew Palmer for some of those, and I was astonished at how much just like that things have completely opened up in the US. I don't know if that's going to cause a problem down the road but uh, and then I'm planning on being at uh, WordCamp Europe. I'm hoping that stays open. Are any of you guys going to be there?
2: Yeah we're gonna be. I think that's I'm really looking forward to um, WordPress Europe but in my heart, I just hope it doesn't turn into a COVID super event that yeah. spreads it all over Europe again. Wow. <laughs> how 12. many are
1: going to be in attendance at that event? Do you know?
0: I think
4: like 2,000
0: think like 30, or so. 3,000 plus. But they, they, they're they, saying there's a mask policy now. They've, they've just issued yesterday the COVID policy for, for what I am. So everybody inside the building, they prefer if they wore masks. But we'll see how it goes. You know, I was on my last flight back. Uh, from uh, Atlanta and then back to the UK, no masks.
1: Yeah, um, that changed, like, literally, like, like yesterday. And
0: the, and the attitude of the pilots as well was saying, you know, breathe easy. Well, you know what? I'm going to breathe easy wearing my mask. And the person sitting next to me was still wearing the mask. and the You kept yours on? Was, was, yeah, I kept mine on, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm used to wearing a mask. It doesn't bother me wearing a mask. I'm cool with it. I don't know why it bothers people, really.
1: Honestly, no. on the airplanes, I think... Those are that's some of the best spent, like the engineers that they have done the tests and stuff where the way the air flows and all of that. Yeah, it's actually it's in the cool. way how often it's recycled and stuff. It's actually one mm-hmm. of the best places, which is weird because I feel like people used to always get sick on airplanes anyway. So I don't know, but but yeah, I think of all well, you places, got, you the got
0: a, a sick are... bag, haven't you, with a mask on? It's great. Mm-hmm.
2: Spencer <laughs> Stephanie Spencer Andy. like Stephanie Spencer like to put a muzzle on me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is true. Yeah. yeah. He's probably not
5: alone. But That's it's all right. I, would, I would say we're in a He already knows what's going to happen after the show. <laughs> say, he's going to have to talk to me after the show already. You're going to go to the principal's office. I would say oh what's God. nice about the masks now is that you can still, and I do it selectively. Like if I go to Costco, I, it's just like so many people. The truth is wearing a mask, and I'm an outgoing person, as you guys can tell it just gives you a sense of like, look, I don't need to hassle anybody anymore. But like, I, I don't even need to say I'm making a statement. It's just, I, I want to wear a mask when I'm in a plane full of smelly people, honestly. And I, I have very sensitive smells and stuff. It's like, it's just easier. And the other part of it is, you know, like celebrities say how they don't want to be approached. It's like, you don't have to, people don't hassle you and see your facial expression with a mask on. It's like, mm-hmm. it's sort of saying, don't bother me. And I like that, you know. <laughs> it also I don't notice how, how much I talk story. to myself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You save yeah. half, you save 50% on makeup. It's, yeah. you know, yeah. it doesn't matter if you have food or
3: yeah. So my, many advantages. My, my makeup costs have just gone right I down. Know. down. I, I, I am still wearing a mask. Like when I go anywhere in public and if I were to attend a word camp, that would be the same. I don't know if I'd be around that many people though. And the reason being is there's just a lot of people that don't believe in, in masks and they believe it's some infringement of personal liberty to affect other people. But here's the thing. There are people, smaller smaller number than there were before, but there are still people in our own community that are anti-mask um, and, and are hardcore, you know, far right people. But um, just keep in mind, like friend of the show, Brian Jackson, he just went through a, a long bout with COVID Um and he's in. He's you know, and he's a person who's at risk. There are a lot of people who are immunocompromised. Maybe they're they have cancer, or they have you know some other disease, or diabetes. Any of these things, the effects of long COVID still aren't really known. But um, a lot of people are are seeing that there's long term cardiovascular, respiratory, or, or brain issues, and those are things that I really want to risk, uh, and I have someone in my life that is immunocompromised too so i don't want to put that person at risk um but yeah i mean you know mask up it's it's common sense you oh, yeah, know? Andrew, and it's not that big of a deal
2: Andrew do you know the um word camp europe is it you've got to be fully vaccinated too no you've
0: got to be either fully vaccinated or give a give a negative test right so even if you're unvaccinated like like some people are unvaccinated, so you have to, you know, there's particular reasons why people aren't aren't vaccinated. You know, some like uh, uh, my... stuff. So you've got to be we've got to allow we have to allow the people that are unvaccinated, even if it's a choice, to be in the world somehow because they can still contribute. But we need to, you know, I don't know whether I'm not a doctor, I don't know whether masks are effective, but I touch wood. Have been all over the world in you know all over America twice now in six months. I have avoided COVID. I don't know why. I'm very lucky. I've been to you. We went to Cloudfest. Seven thousand people at Cloudfest. Yeah, but loads got COVID at Cloudfest after. Yeah, we... loads of, i didn't get COVID. Did they? You, you, it was you, a know.
2: super event, Vito. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was a great. It was a great
0: event, and we we you know in was the, it and, worse? And, was
2: it worse than um, WordCamp US? <laughs>
0: <In> <laughs> Sorry. It, but we you know, so you've I'm lucky, I'm lucky not to have it, but I'm triple vaxxed, you know, I'm double vaxxed and boosted. So and and there's another boost come and I believe in vaccine you mean double waxed, you know, but you I'm double double waxed. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good How did you know? Um, but you know, anyways <laughs> we, we, we share the, the room with CloudFist. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: That's
0: true. <laughs> Stop
2: it. I will
1: say um, I will say this. I I think you know. When, when We were at um, the Recurring Revenue Retreat in November, Andrew. That's where you and I met in person. And that that was a smaller event. There was only about 100 people there, right? And so that was a little bit more like that was my first venturing out since COVID. And so I was a little nervous about it and everything. I don't think anybody, nobody that I heard of got sick after that. But again, it was a small event and i'm telling you after that event everyone there was so pumped up and so like energized by the human connection and the sure. conversations that we had and the networking and the i mean the the talks were like the smallest part of any of it right because these events are so powerful to connect our um you know, to connect, make our networks and to make connections and relationships and start businesses and all of these and other kinds of and things. The and workshops as it, well. We did, you know, workshops. Yeah. About, you know, it was They exciting. were. And it was, it was really, um, to me, I thought, gosh, you know, this is, especially after two years of nothing, it's so important that we start, like, that, that once we're able to do it safely, that we start doing it, you know? And sure. I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's, there's an online summit next week. I don't know if you guys heard about that. So those are still good too, but it's but there is there is nothing compares to that in person connection that you get when you go to these things. And if you haven't ever been to a word camp or a meetup or something like that, like I encourage you to try it because you you'll be shocked. It doesn't really make logical sense why they're so powerful, but but they are. The thing is, you, we have to be able to do it without everybody catching a horrible virus from it. So it's a fine line to walk, I guess
4: it is it is yeah. well, h- humans feed off of each other's energy so that's the that's one of the main things that uh, you see there because it's not enough to just walk around people it's about the interaction it's about yep. like bouncing energy off of each other <clears throat> and so mm-hmm. that's that's what that what really is is um, is making such a huge impact at these events uh, and yeah I'm excited um, um, this year I'm, I'm we're sponsoring the uh, Europe and I'm I'm speaking, which was one of the things that uh, I, I said as a, um, as a goal when I first started the company to speak there specifically at WordCamp Europe. So, yeah, you uh, stole
1: my slot, I think. They didn't pick me. Right, Mark.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I never got uh, a call, but Pete never called me
2: to go on these virtual summit. Yeah, so, well, yeah, you know, whatever. Spence
4: is speaking. Spence has uh, got some of the the people to go the the say. Show show go, uh, John, I don't know why you're not part of it, man. I know why Jonathan uh, isn't. Yeah, I oh, oh, think You know,
1: <laughs> 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 uh, uh, sort of muddled you. Hey, we've got to move on, guys. We're running out of time today. Uh, as Spencer knows, when the clock runs out,
5: everything goes dark. <laughs> it's like text messaging. That all the digital bits disappear when you run out of them. Uh-huh. Right? So, yep, there's totally. No, there's none left.
1: We're moving on to The Verge. Tesla workers in Shanghai will reportedly... Sleep and eat in the factory after COVID shutdowns. So we're talking about how great it is to be in person. You know, it would be even better is if we all just moved into WordCamp Europe, right? Let's just all sleep and eat. Is this insane? Who wants to start? Because this is nuts. John Locke, I know you got something to say about it.
3: Yeah. Um, well, yeah. you know, this is how stuff runs in China. Um, I, I guess. You know, I, I don't know. I, I. I don't have like a strong opinion on on this. This is this is how they run stuff. I don't have any control over that. Um, you know, this when COVID was first outbreaking, you've seen people being sealed in their apartments and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I know Shanghai is in the news. I know Jonathan probably suggested this story. Um, I don't have a lot of love for Tesla either um i know how they were you
2: never say john i would never get that
3: impression oh i know yeah i know (laughs) everybody yeah i know i had that rap i know but um yeah i i you know i guess i feel bad for the workers um you know but uh how's that case going with california like suing tesla for racial discrimination um i guess we'll see on that but You know, I I I I don't want to. It's really tough because, like, with this topic, with COVID and anything with China, it turns into, um, it it's really easy to turn it into a thing where it's like, you know, those damn Chinese, and I don't want it to be like that.
0: Well, I I I kind of I think this is a non-story because it's it. This is what happens in China. This is it's only a story because it's got Tesla's name on it. Yeah, there there are factories in china where there are 12 there are they're like hotels right so they do, and they're gated communities and your accommodation is next to the manufacturing that you do intel have the same situation you know that all the chip companies who manufacture in china apple all of them all of the all of the factory workers are 12 hour day 6 days a week living in as a chef i know what this is like because i used to live in when i when i worked in restaurants you live in because it's you're right there because you're working silly hours you get up at six o'clock in the morning to do the breakfasts you go to bed at three o'clock in the afternoon this is why i need my afternoon naps because it's still it's it's ingrained in my dna but three o'clock in the afternoon you have a little nap six o'clock at seven o'clock in the evening you're working again and this is this is how china works so i don't understand well i do understand because it's got tester's name connected to it but all of all of this has been going on for decades in china where the workers live at the factory so i don't really see
3: yeah I was it is I was it right it. or
0: wrong i don't know i can't tell you that i live in uk and i, I like that the first
1: the first shift started earlier this week and it goes to may 1st
4: go. <laughs> <What? laughs> That's the first well, shift. We're all working for home, so aren't we sleeping at the factory? Exactly. We are. We're living in. Good, right? oh we're, okay. we're living in. I was in two minds
2: about this story. Does the panel want to remark about the announcement from Chris Lemmer leaving Liquid Web? Have you got any views on that panel?
0: Well, I didn't realise he was quite so into the church. That's one thing that I was um, struck by. Um, yeah, I'm, seen... calling it, I'm calling
2: him St. Lemmer.
0: Well, Whatever it is, I think you know we all have to move like on. Sometimes also works. Do we not have to move on? You know, he's been five a year, five years. I felt, and he, you know, he might slap me at R three when I see him there when I go there, wherever it is at Disneyland. Um, but I think I thought the when he became general manager of LearnDash, I thought that was a a Peter Principle. We can't promote this guy any higher, so we'll move him sideways. And I thought that I thought Learn Dash I, I really, I think I said maybe even to Stephanie, I thought that Chris was almost demoted when he became general manager of Learn Dash. I think
1: you did say that. Yeah. And
0: that he would be moving on. And I was right. So there you go. He's moving on to something that he feels in his heart and his soul. And that's really cool as well, when you've got something that you really relate to. And he's moving along to Serith, who are who is a thing from the Bible or whatever. But it's, you know, they're... He's focusing. He's doing what he tells everybody else to do. He's niching down, right? And he's moving on. I think it's cool. I think it's very cool. And it's about time.
1: So Jonathan, you do wait. you want to say anything about it? What do you think?
0: You Come to me. I can do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm
2: available. Maybe John. John Locke's got something to say. Do you want to say something, John?
3: No. Everybody knows that me and Chris have heat. So I'm not going to say anything about it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: are you trying to start trouble? Good, good for you, John. I applaud that mature response, which is I uh, refrain and special thing on the WP Tonic show. So thank you (laughs) so much, you guys. uh, How about we move? How about we move on to our panel recommendations for the week? Uh, does anybody want to jump? I've got to remember mine. I thought of it last yeah, night. I'll I start like, oh, that would be perfect. Uh, uh, no, I
2: can't I've already upset Spencer so much. We'll finish it off. Okay, uh, um,
1: oh, so, the,
2: um, the, uh, he
5: knows well, he's going to the principal's office. get annoyed. I'm going to get annoyed.
4: You already know? uh, got the ticket, so fine. I'm going to keep the car parking there.
1: You don't need to be scared of the lawyer. It's when Papa Spencer comes out that you got to watch out.
5: Exactly. Like you, you should be more worried about the fact how quiet and calm I am right now, Jonathan. Because he's not even
1: mad. He's just disappointed. We have our little
5: talk. (laughs) Always like Spencer. When he
2: always knows he loves me. When he calls me unprofessional. You know. Mm -hmm. There we go. Uh, All right, Jonathan. What's your rec? Uh, Well, it's not weblog. That's all right. It's TransPress, and combining it with DP, um, if you're looking for the best value. Deeple. That's an L.
1: Thank
2: you. uh, Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, um, uh, um, So if you're looking for the best value combination of translation, multi-language for your client i've been looking at them all and i think this is a great combination and great value so i have the links and have a look at those sorry Weblog. sorry spencer you i know you're getting paid for every time you mention them but there we are over to you stephanie
1: uh well I'm gonna I'm gonna jump okay. the line and go next so that I don't get mine stolen because I'm gonna recommend the Adoram Summit next week. Uh, He's gonna kill me. <laughs> He's gonna cut my bones. Rec- Please don't. We're not. Listen. We're not talking about. We're not talking about balls on the show this week. Okay. <laughs> that, I'm gonna recommend the Adoram Summit. Come hang out. I don't know. We, we've mentioned it like 27 times already. Uh, it's going to be great. We're going to be four days, Tuesday through Friday next week. It's in EST time zone, which is super handy for me. So it's from like nine to five or six in the evening. Uh, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Come hang out. Who's next? We'll give Vito time to come up with a new one. Since yeah, I, I
4: need a new one now.
1: <laughs> John Lopp, what do you recommend? Yeah,
3: I got one. It is the Heart and Hustle podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, you will enjoy this podcast so especially if you are melanated, melaninated. <laughs> anyway, Melanized. Melanized. <laughs> yeah, it's uh run by, I'm Angel. Out. yeah, well, you can still I'm listen out. to it. You can yeah, still listen to it. Yeah.
1: We're melanin challenged.
3: You, you can still listen to it. Yeah.
1: I know. I was just cool. so. Andrew. What you got, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to recommend
0: the Atherim Summit because there's some real people that I want to recommend, and I brought I persuaded him to do do it as well, which is uh Noah Britton and um, you know, some very good friends that I stayed with in Chicago. Hans Schooler is from uh, Termageddon, he's gonna going, to, going to say how, how to say no to clients, and I spent so much time with them that I hear their conversations on the phone when they're talking and onboarding their their Termageddon clients. They, he's a really skillful. Um, salesperson and he's able to say no as well as yes and I think that's what it is but you know I'll be doing it uh, I'll be co-hosting as well and I'll be what I'll be watching uh, loads of people you know we've got we've got some good people on there we've got Robert Jacoby we've got uh, Rosie Robinson who I was lucky enough to coach and she's going to talk about how um, she's grown her business and uh, running an agent a solo agency so there's some there's some good stuff there so 26 through the 29th of April. Join me, Stephanie, and uh, Vito on the atrim.io forward slash summit. That's... I can do. It's going to fill our lives for the next four days. or ne- you know, for the next
5: week. Crazy. We oh, nice call me? Uh, I have yeah. one from... from uh, this is a scenario many people have now when they're trying to use WooCommerce. Is They're concerned about whether it's going to just slow down their site. I hear this a lot. Like People actually try to put their e-commerce on a separate subdomain. So there's a blog post here from, I don't know if it's Puri.io, but how to traffic load and test your WooCommerce site. And it's very revealing what happens because if you have basic modern hosting, like, you know, the kind that comes from Cloudways or something else that has, you know, your four gigabytes of RAM and so forth, you really do fine. But a lot of it just has to do with things like optimizing on the back end using object cache. And, and so you can see the results. And. WooCommerce is very agile. It will scale up on even basic hardware. It's more about just making sure you've got some things on the back end set up right. So this was really helpful because a lot of our clients start out, you know, with one product and no customers, and then they very quickly have page load issues. And it's it's yeah. stuff that's fixable.
2: Well, it's very similar. It's very similar to if you've got a membership or a buddy boss kind of thing. You know, you just need people don't know what they're doing and decent modern hosting, don't you, Spencer? Yeah.
5: What, what this does is it gives you like an automated test so it like will tell you how much load your site will handle, like simulating users. And I think and that's revealing. You know, I
2: like, like automatic, just go to Bluehost and you find all that quality setup for uh, <laughs> <really. laughs>
5: you. Like great, but even with automatic, like even if you go WP Engine, it's not it's your not, experience of WordPress is going to be superb, isn't it? You know, just fantastic. I mean, all all jokes aside, like people get sold on this certain hosting package that they claim is, you know, managed or whatever, even if you double the RAM or double the storage or whatever, it doesn't always affect it as much as some simple optimizations on the, like, the object caching. Even and, better, the, the go learning. to
2: go data, you'd sample, they support the, the experience
5: I Jonathan took. I think either Jonathan took something new or failed to take <laughs> something. he should. <laughs> That's the only way I can explain what's going on. Andrew, he's what do you well think? Up. I mean, he is off his meds or on his meds. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Which do you prefer, though, Spence? It's a tough call. Either that or he's had an early cocktail hour. The He had a oh. big. I've had, I've had a rough week. A bloody oh, Mary. Mary. He's going to get worse after my chat say. with you after this.
1: You can't <laughs> drink all day if you don't start in the morning. That's I'm going to show my
5: compassion <laughs> for
0: the, <laughs> the, 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 the temporarily disabled. Jonathan's hair is the same color. I mean,
1: I didn't know you were a redhead, Jonathan. I just realized that when you leaned into the camera. We have a fifty percent ginger panel today.
2: Whoa! <laughs> it's a I feel like that's something
1: special. Person. All right, Vito, what do you got for the for the tribe? So uh,
4: I'm going to recommend the Adore Emergency Summit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds interesting. What's it all about?
4: I wanted to kind of make sure that we cover all the all the mm-hmm. bases here, mm-hmm. and uh, I was hoping Spencer was going to do this, you know at least pitch your talk because you have a really interesting talk coming up there as well. Uh, but I want to touch touch about this from like the four categories, just so people understand what, what is the point here with the event. Um, first of all, it's the largest event in the world for web agencies and freelancers, uh, and specifically is in the WordPress uh, space. And um, the idea is that there's more than 40 sessions with uh, that are divided into four tracks um, that span... Not necessarily on the tech side or we're not really focusing on what, um, use this plugin or that plugin or the next uh, line of code that will optimize your life. It's more about growing the business. So the category is from the beginning of how to create websites for clients, which is a completely different ballgame compared to creating a website for yourself. And then uh, goes into expand, where you learn about how to go beyond the family and friends and the cousin that uh, needs a website and try to um, create uh, some kind of a a sustainable business. Um, And then we're going into scale, where we're talking about hiring, profitability And all of the the things that you, all of the challenges that happen when you start getting uh, clients uh, through the door. And then finally, there is the thrive category where it's a lot about mindset, which I think is the most important thing in business, uh, as well as uh, uh, success stories from massive, massive agencies. Uh, There are some agencies that have more than 500 employees uh, that are going to share their journeys uh, and how they got to there. There's the agencies that work with Google or that that, uh, uh, that build the stuff for Google inside WordPress that are coming in to share their stories uh, in there. We brought in uh, um, uh, some top experts from HubSpot as well as the Google. And, uh, you know, so this year we really went all out when it comes to the quality of the speakers. And uh, um, you never get to see these guys talking uh, um, um, uh, publicly. And especially not completely for free. So come and join us. Four days uh, starting from Tuesday until Friday. uh, 40 sessions, full packed days. There's the networking lounge. We have the biggest uh, companies in the space all sponsoring, which means that they're giving away loads of free stuff. Uh, So come in, spin the the wheel and win some cool things uh, in their booths. And uh, come mostly for Stephanie. There we go. It sounds, fa-
2: it, sounds fa- it sounds fabulous, Vito. And uh, you, you can send the sponsorship check to me next week. All right. <laughs> right.
1: Thanks, everybody, for being here. I hope you have a great week. I hope to see you at the summit next week. And uh, I won't be here on Friday, I don't think, because I'll be occupied with the summit. But you guys have a great show, and everybody behave while I'm not here, all right? See you later.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind WordPress membership group on Facebook? And if you want to keep up with all the latest news on the podcast, visit wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.